Wendy Anderson from Composure Magazine. Our resident how-to girl. I want to write about things that matter. What are you working on now? How to lose a guy in 10 days. I could start by dating a guy and then drive him away. Doing everything girls do wrong in relationships. I can sell myself to any woman. I'd like to see you prove that. You would. Make a woman fall in love with you. You're on. So who's the lucky girl? Her. Her who? Her in the gray dress. Hi. I'm Benjamin Barry. Andy Anderson. Oh, you are already falling in love with me. I'm gonna make you wish you were dead. I like that on the Google chat thing, it's it gives me those smart responses to Tony Jovia yes. started a video chat. <laughs> One of them is just LOL. I was so tempted yeah. to just do that. There um so Facebook does that too. And when I posted the Clueless episode, one of my friends commented, oh, you're doing two episodes in a row about grown men falling in love with high school girls. And one of the auto responses was, hang in there, with two exclamation points. From Probably Should Have Known Better, a, a podcast that celebrates comedy that is aged not so great. I am one of your hosts, Nadia Vasquez, and I'm joined, as always, by Tony Ginocchio. Thank, so the way it works in 2018, I made a bet. I said, I can get my friend to do a podcast with me, and then I'm going to do all the worst possible things a podcast host can do, and I'm going to push her away. Uh, I'm going to suggest we watch Bringing Down the House. I'm going to talk about cum all the time. Uh, I'm never going to do research or uh, care about, like, historical context. But then Nadia was telling her friends, I bet that I can get a podcast to go for at least seven seasons. And that's how we got to this moment. Listen, I don't know if you talking about cum all the time would push me away. If anything, it would pull me closer to you. <laughs> Bringing down the house almost did end the podcast, though, yeah. to be clear. It was like the second episode, and we were like, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah, very early on, we were like, do we actually want to do this show? And here we are. Uh, it's mid-January. We're recording this it's in December. <laughs> We're knocking out a bunch of episodes kind of in a row in late December because we both have, like, holiday plans and we're not going to be able to record. So, you know, the last time we tried to do this, we just kind of was like, oh, it's January. It's so exciting. And, like, the Capitol insurrection happened and stuff like that. Yeah, we're so, not going through that again. So I'm saying, I'm just saying a flat out, hey, happy mid-January. We don't know what's going on. We don't know who's dead who's alive yeah <laughs> but i hope you enjoy this episode <laughs> i feel pretty confident that by this point in january jk rowling will have said something else terrible oh like my that God. i'm gonna i'm gonna predict that yeah yeah no i think that's that's pretty on the nose i think there'll be another donald trump uh trading card scheme yes 
he'll be like, okay, those were the holiday cards. Now these are the New Year cards. So they're, <laughs> they're just JPEGs. <laughs> okay, yeah. So the, everybody's right-clicking and saving as. Um, so this is, yeah. So so the good news is we get to do, I, I will just say this is one of my favorite rom-coms, period. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, not perfect. I definitely have critiques of it, but it is a movie I thoroughly enjoy. Um, and that is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Tony, I can't believe this. (laughs) Wait, do you, oh no, do you hate it? I used to watch this movie a lot as a kid, and watching it now, I'm just like, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Oh, I'm I'm so excited. It's the rare reverse probably should (laughs) have. Go on, go on, please. I'm very excited Uh, to discuss with you. Yeah, 2003, directed by Donald Petrie, uh, starring future governor of Texas Matthew McConaughey and future panelist on NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, Kate Hudson, (laughs) with B.B. Newworth, Catherine Hahn, and Tom Lennon, of all people. Uh, This is based on a comedic picture book for adults. Um, so there's like, you know, like those books you get someone and like, this is so funny. You get it as like a housewarming gift or something. And then they're like, I'll keep this on top of my toilet. Uh, and that's kind of, kind of it. That was this book, uh, by Michelle Alexander and Jeannie Long. I confirmed it is not the same Michelle Alexander who wrote the new Jim Crow, <laughs> the book about like mass incarceration. Oh God. <laughs> different different woman entirely um it is uh you know look got look guys here here's here's let me just let me just break it down for you mm-hmm. kate hudson she's andy she writes for a fashion magazine she's their how-to girl she gets an assignment you got to get a guy to date you and then and then get him to break up with you you're gonna make every classic dating mistake and i have a lot of questions as to whether some of these count as dating mistakes <laughs> you're Blow. gonna make every class <laughs> you're gonna make every classic dating mistake because you're gonna write a column on what not to do if you want to keep a guy meanwhile matthew mcconaughey is an ad exec he's he's a madman uh, you know, and uh, and his boss is like, I want I want you to have this fancy diamond account, but you got to show me you can make a woman fall in love with you in ten days. So he's like, which which by the way, like fucked up workplace, right? Yeah. Extremely fucked up workplace. Yeah. Also, his job has already been replaced with a chatbot uh, in <laughs> 2022. But um, but McConaughey's like, yeah, no problem. Just just pick a lady out of the crowd. I'm gonna make her fall in love with me in ten days. And so. <laughs> You have McConaughey, who is like, I have to stay in this relationship no matter what. Kate Hudson, who is like, I have to drive this guy away no matter what. And you're not going to believe this, but by the end of the movie, they end up falling in love with each other. Can you believe? Unbelievable. Two hot people being horrible to each other and falling in love. So I was watching this like on the couch while Stacy was doing other stuff and I was playing this character that Stacy hates which is guy who's never seen a rom-com before <laughs> How does that guy watch movies? And it's just me just narrating out loud I'm like, "Oh my god, this is the end of it for sure." Like just <laughs> I want to see and then it, I want to listen to that as a podcast. 
And then as, as we get towards the end of the movie, wait a second, are they falling in love? And then later's like, oh, no, they lost each other. I guess that's it, like, just doing that <laughs> for two hours. <laughs> that's so fantastic. I think it's so good. I bet she wants to kill you. Yeah, she's uh, she's not happy with me. Uh, so, <laughs> in any event. Um, in any event, it, like I said, um, this is one of my favorite rom-coms. I actually think this movie's, like, really hilarious. There are a couple <laughs> gags in here that I think are among the funniest, like, I've ever seen in a rom-com. Uh, and then there are some that don't make any sense, and we'll talk about that mm-hmm. later. Okay. But, um the other thing is, I think both stars can tell. Like, McConaughey's a great actor. He is the straight man, you know, for, for pretty much the entire movie. He can sell that fine. Kate Hudson, I think, fantastic job. Yeah. Just playing someone who is pretending to be an insane person. Oh, yeah, it's great. As a, uh, She is a Nepo baby, Goldie Hawn's daughter. And Goldie Hawn is just, uh, her cup overfloweth with charm. So a lot of it had to go into her daughter, Kate. And she did a really great job she's very fun she doesn't do uh just very straightforward line readings she's she makes the dialogue which sometimes sounds a little clunky when if it could have been anyone else it would have sounded very clunky but she made it her own and it she's yeah really really good i see why she's a star yeah bonkers line readings and very good uh physical comedy yes. i would argue as well her facial expressions her dancing the when she's <laughs> mounting matthew mcconaughey and she's like little big little big i don't know we're gonna find out like that one cracked me up <laughs> <laughs> that is good yeah she she also is playing a little bit of the um the guy's version of a hot girl which is a girl who's like really yes. into sports and she loves sports and eating meat and all of that good stuff but she doesn't play it in that manic pixie dream girl kind of way she plays it very honestly which is believable i believe that her character really likes bacon sure why not loves bacon and tajikistan <laughs> i mean that's the two things every guy dreams about yeah. <laughs> ultimately it is a very sweet comedy um, I, I remember it being better, but maybe it's just because my I had just watched Return to Me, and I really liked that, so I don't know. <laughs> so um, I will say, like, so this movie's two hours long. This should have been 90 minutes. Yes. There's, I think, some real easy cuts in this one. Mm-hmm. A couple of the gags are repetitive. I think you get this to 90 minutes, and you get McConaughey to say, all right, all right, all right, at least once. I would be watching this movie once every six months. <laughs> he doesn't say all right, all right, but he does say voila, 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 like a million does, times. He, he says that, and the number of times people say how to lose a guy in 10 days in the film, beautiful. Yes. Love it. It's so fun. It's so fun, and I always get really excited when somebody says the title of the movie in the movie. <laughs> And again, this is me on the couch, guy who's never seen a rom-com before. That's that's what the movie's called, like, just over and over again. <laughs> I can see how this bit would be good, like, the first couple times, but she's yeah. been with you a long time, so <laughs> yeah. I can see where it and could the not other, be great. The other thing is, I do this with my daughter, and I, like, I was just talking about how my daughter and I were watching the claymation Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and there is, you know, there's a bunch of scenes that are 
clearly based on lines in the song like there's a scene towards the end where santa says rudolph with your nose so bright won't you guide my sleigh tonight and i yell at my daughter it's like the song (laughs) you're cringe dad i like that i like that you embrace being the cringe dad (laughs) so i'm enjoying that uh tremendously um so yeah i mean for me, a delightful time at the movies. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I made that joke about how Kate Hudson's career has gone in a very different direction than McConaughey. She's still making movies. I mean, she was just in Glass Onion. She's been making movies uh, consistently, and we're going to talk about one of them a little bit later. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously McConaughey went on to much more serious um, stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Kate Hudson, I think, kind of kept a lower profile. Um, but before we get into kind of their careers and this film and what everyone's nickname for his penis is, uh, Nadia, do you want to tell us a little bit about 2003? I would love to. I covered 2003 in the Bruce Almighty episode and uh, a couple of other ones. Oh, Lizzie McGuire. That one is from our yeah. Disney uh, episode. So I did some <laughs> Disney former current events then. So like Andy, who is Kate Hudson in this movie, <laughs> I, I don't want to focus on the pop culture of 2003. I want to get serious and talk about the <laughs> politics and the economics of 2003. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> wasn't a great year. <laughs> no, I believe we invaded Iraq during yeah. that year. <laughs> sure did. Uh, so at the beginning of 2003, North Korea announced its withdrawal from the Treaty on the Non-Proliferation of Nuclear Weapons. And we all know how that turns out. Uh At the conclusion of the STS-107 mission, the space shuttle Columbia disintegrated during re-entry over Texas, killing all seven astronauts on board. And see, this is... Oh, Jesus. Yes, this is what the the editor of Composure magazine wanted to avoid. She doesn't want her readers to get (laughs) bummed out by the actual current events. She wants them to know about laser therapy and, you know, tarot cards. So, like, I get it. When I was doing this research, I got it. Uh, so this was also the year in, uh, I believe in February of that year, the U.S. Secretary of State Colin Powell speaks to the United Nations presenting the case for a military invasion of Iraq. And, uh, yeah, which he, which he knew at the time, which, yeah, and, <laughs> was made up. Yeah. And the decision was met with protests like all over the United States. I went to a lot of them. Actually, the war began uh-huh. in March of that year anyway, after Bush sent uh, president george w bush <laughs> he did 9-11 uh <laughs> he set a 48-hour ultimatum for the iraqi dictator saddam hussein who we all know about to resign and he does not and so they uh go for it anyway and in april of that year they seized control of baghdad and ended the rule of saddam hussein lots of crazy videos on the internet around that time that was one of the uh-huh. few times i've seen someone beheaded online <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, in May of that year, uh, George W. Bush declared the end to the invasion of Iraq in a mission accomplished speech, which, what did they accomplish? We don't really know. Uh, that's up to them. Uh, but ultimately, in December of that year, Saddam Hussein was captured uh, by the U.S. Army. And, you know, that was the majority of, like, the main stuff. So I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. I get it. This is a bummer. I, I don't want to be a bummer on the podcast. Let's see what else we've got. So uh, there was 
a diamond heist that happened uh, in in the Belgium. An Italian gang, Tony, an Italian gang <laughs> stole. I think it's actually very rude that you're even bringing this up, but okay. <laughs> they uh, stole loose diamonds, gold, and jewelry valued at more uh, more than a hundred million dollars from a Belgian vault. And it's one of the largest robberies in history that still remains unsolved. And all of the jewels remain uncovered to this day. They actually got away with it. And so. It's like literally Inside Man. Yeah. Like happened. Yeah. So Italians who robbed the Belgian vault. Good for you. Good Uh, for you. July 1st was the year that Tesla Incorporated, the American electric car company, was founded by Martin Eberhard and Mark Tarpenning in San Carlos, California. That can't be right. Those can't be the founders. I thought it was that other guy. No, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, August of 2020, or no, not 2020. Oh, my God. We're way in the past. 2003 was uh, when MySpace was launched, if you can believe it. Uh And October of that year was when 4chan was lost was launched. I mean, also lost. I think that might have been a <laughs> like Freudian morally slip. lost. Yeah, yeah, morally lost. So it, ultimately, it was a big year for war, stealing stuff, and starting social media. MySpace pr- pretty much changed the trajectory of what teenagers do for fun. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And then uh, evolved into like really kind of focused on music, right? Like bands and stuff like that. Yes, yes. It's still up. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. I lost my password to mine, but my MySpace is still up there. So you guys could find it. I have Liberty Spikes as my user picture. <laughs> it was taken when I was a junior in high school. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I get I get I understand uh, why Andy was encouraged to do kind of more fun fluff pieces because, you know, writing about current events can get a little bummer-tastic for a magazine like Composure, which I am assuming is like a Cosmo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. So the film open opening credit sequence, a lot of um, shots of this magazine called Composure, which is just based on the font and the <laughs> title, which is uh, also a long word that begins with C and has a bunch of letters afterwards, is obviously Cosmopolitan. Uh, and... Uh, and we see that, you know, Andy Anderson is getting her uh, bylines on the cover with all of her fun how-to columns. Yeah, she uh, talks herself out of a parking ticket or a speeding ticket. Uh, she talks herself out of, what does she do? Oh, she feng shui's her apartment. I don't know if feng shui yes. is a verb. It, she does, fu- you know, she makes it so that the head of her bed points north, you know, that sort of thing. Yes, yes. Uh, she also uh, does a, a, some sort of workout where she hangs upside down. She's just showing everyone how to do a bunch of things. Uh, yeah. But she doesn't uh, really want... She's, she's basically she's basically Try Guys for, <laughs> like, 2003. This is where Try Guys got the idea for their yeah. channel. Like, yeah. Basically. Um, so, uh, but she has dreams of something bigger. So she writes a column called, like, How to (laughs) Find Peace in Tajikistan. And, uh, you know, this is kind of how they introduce this character who, you know, is a fun fluff column writer at a fashion magazine, but wants to write about real stuff. And I just love that she is talking about how she wants to write about things that matter, like politics and the environment and foreign affairs. And you can just hear the screenwriter being like, I need to think of three serious sounding things. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. But uh, ultimately, though, she is a very caring person because she uh, wants to, you know, bring light to these issues. And she takes care of her friends. One of her friends got dumped and they notice that she isn't at work yet. So she hurries over to her house with uh, makeup samples and a new sweater and her new her friend yeah. is actually Catherine Hahn, and that's always fun. The wonderful, the wonderful Catherine Hahn. She's lovely. She's just uh, so funny and dramatic yeah. about being dumped because she was acting a little crazy towards this new guy that she was only dating for a week. Told him that she loved him after two days. Uh, called him in the middle of the night to tell him how much she ate. <laughs> yeah, things like that. Like made every like ratcheted up mistake. Uh, that she could. And so, you know, Kate Hudson is like, oh my gosh, you know, you're a beautiful woman, Catherine Hahn. Because Catherine Hahn is like, she left me because I'm fat. She's like, no, you're not fat. <laughs> the most beautiful woman in the world would also have been dumped because you did all these stupid things that you didn't have to do. And so, you know, this, this germ of an idea gets planted. Uh, and then we get introduced to McConaughey's character. Yeah, he rides a motorcycle, man. He <laughs> zips through traffic, dude. Uh, he, all the ladies look at him while he's walking by. He's got no shirt on at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in his office thinks he's hot, and he's a he's yeah. like the lead guy at an advertising agency. Because, as you know, in a movie, in a rom com, you can't have. Any other job besides advertising? There's, like, there's four jobs, guys. There's writer. We already have a writer. Mm-hmm. Then there's advertising, which is like writing. <laughs> so you, you can be an advertiser, or you can be on the radio. That's basically it. Yes, yes. So, uh, so all that said, um, so the way they justify his character being kind of a meathead, I think, is basically he's a good ad man, but he writes all the ad stuff for bros, yes. right? Like he does beer, he does uh uh like sport uh sports equipment sportswear like he 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 knows how to um tilt an ad towards bros right um but there's this big account coming in and it's diamonds it's a big diamond uh seller yeah and they're i mean diamonds is a lot of money and the girls who are his rivals it's like a safeway select brand vanessa williams and this model woman (laughs) Are the, are the two, uh, his two rivals, and they're like, you don't know anything about diamonds because you're a man. We know about diamonds because we're elegant and opulent, and you're just kind of a dude bro. But he has his dude bro uh, sidekicks, played by Thomas Lennon, Lennon and the guy who plays Eddie Chandler's uh, crazy roommate from Friends. Yes. And they are yes. just like, no, dude, like, you got this, you got this. And so they pump him up. And he makes his case to his boss that he can do this. But his boss isn't so sure either. Yeah. So um, basically he's like, I'm going to give it to the hot girls. I'm having dinner with them uh, later this evening. Um, I also just want to shout out Tom Tom Lennon, a man who has always been very upfront about when he takes a job for the money. (laughs) 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 <laughs> an un- unbelievably funny man like there's no question i you know reno 911 i love it i will love it till my dying day but um 
he also wrote all three Night at the Museum movies. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they were like, why did you write those? And he's like, because I wanted to buy a house. <laughs> like... <laughs> And you know what? He did a really great job in this movie. Uh, he was yes. a little more grounded than his previous characters and most other things that he's done. Uh, but very ultimately very good. A good supporting cast for Matthew McConaughey, who I think like does does have that movie star quality. Oh, yeah. the screen oh, everywhere absolutely. he goes. Yeah. I, I think if you notice, uh, they don't share uh, they don't share a, like a two shot ever. Like, why would Thomas Lennon uh-huh. want to be in a two-shot with Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> Thomas Lennon probably requested that. He's, He's like, like nah. oh, I don't want to be, I don't, I don't be in a shot with McConaughey, please. And McConaughey's <laughs> like, all right, all right, more camera for me. Uh, so that's what they sound like. Um, anyways, uh, uh, so we get to the pitch meeting, right? So the editor of um, Cosmopolitan or whatever, Composure, Composure. Magazine is B- B.B. Newworth, uh, Lilith from Frasier slash Cheers. Oh, so good. Um, She's so good. He has tiny yeah, teeth like wonderful. Ben Affleck. Yes, wonderful actress, absolutely. And uh, and so they're taking pitches, and uh, there's some uh, recurring storylines about how a lot of uh, stories at women's magazines are just trauma porn. Yep. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, Kate Hudson, or Catherine Hahn is like, I got dumped, I'm miserable, and... B.B. Newworth's like, great, write about it. And Catherine Hahn's like, I can't write about it. I'm too close to it. And Kate Hudson's like, I'll write about it. I will do How to Drive a Guy Away. And then B.B. Newworth says, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And then she says it a second time. <laughs> and then you said on the couch, yeah. that's the name oh of the God, movie. Oh, my God, that's that's what the movie's called. <laughs> it's like on the poster. And so... <laughs> You stupid ass. <laughs> so stupid. I love this bit. Yes, but, you know, Kate, it is, Kate Hudson. It is stupid. I, it, I sound like the median viewer of New Year's Eve. <laughs> like, oh, my God, it's Michael Bloomberg. He's the mayor. <laughs> it's such a good bit. I'm going to start doing this and annoy everyone. Oh, yeah. Life. It's so fun. No, that's public domain. Everybody can use that. Thank you. I appreciate it. But uh, like I said before, Kate Hudson's very caring. She's a very loving friend. She's doing it ultimately so that no one else on the staff would write about her friend. And she's going to do it in a loving way. Uh, but B.B. Newworth is like, great. You need to go and find the man. Go, 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 go. So the girls get all gussied up and they head out. Uh, but before they head out, they they see the uh, the Diamond Girls, the Safeway Select brand, Vanessa Williams and the Model Woman, yes. are taking a meeting with B.B. Newworth. And B.B. Newworth tells them about this new article that she's very excited about. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, which is the third time yes. we hear the title. And uh, put a pin in that, that those girls heard it. Yeah. Put a pin in that. So uh, we go to that evening. Um, Matthew McConaughey rushes to the restaurant. He knows that his boss is taking a meeting with Safeway Select Vanessa Williams. Uh, or, I guess, you know, Kroger brand if you're a Midwesterner. Yes. But uh, he he um, he's, he interrupts the meeting. And he's like, you got to understand, I can do this. I want the diamond account. And they're like, you don't get it, Ben. You don't understand women. And he says, I love women, which is the number one thing you say if you want people to think you're gay. <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they say 
Okay, but it's not. You can't just make a woman horny for it. We know you can make women horny. You're Matthew McConaughey. We know you can make women horny. <laughs> can you make a woman fall in love with you? And he's like, "Of course, I can make a woman fall in love with me." They're like, "Okay, yeah, we I can will do it in pick ten a days. woman <laughs> in ten days." They're like, "We will pick a woman at the bar. You bring that woman to the big diamond party in ten days." <laughs> so you're like, "Ooh, ten days. Wait a second. That's the same." deadline as the article that's very interesting mm. you bring that woman <laughs> to the party in 10 days you know the more that i say this out loud the more i realize how on the nose this movie gets at times yeah um, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> you bring that woman to the party if she is in love with you you'll get the diamond account so kate hudson's at the bar She's like, I got to find a man, date him, and then I got to drive him away. Matthew McConaughey is in the same bar. He's like, I got to, they got to pick a woman for me. I got to make her fall in love with me. And Diet Vanessa Williams is who I was just listening to her Christmas album, by the way. And it's very good. Oh, she's so Uh, talented. What a talented lady. So talented. When I was in eighth grade, I was captain of my school's quiz bowl team, not to brag. Um, And one of the questions we got was, who's the only Miss America to have to relinquish her crown? And I knew the answer was Vanessa Williams. Um, And I uh, buzzed in and said that and got the question right. And everybody looked at my mom like, how the fuck does your son know that? (laughs) Uh, It's because she does a really wonderful rendition of Colors of the Wind for the Pocahontas soundtrack. And uh, Save the Best for Last is one of the best pop singles of all time. Save the Best for Last is good. Sweetest Days, a whole album, no skips, I would say. And then, <laughs> and her Christmas album. And her fir- first Christmas album is great. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> but this this woman who is not Vanessa Williams, but instead some awful low-rent version of Vanessa Williams, is recognizes Kate Hudson at the bar. And she's like, fuck, that's the girl who's writing the How to Lose Guy in 10 Days article. She's like, hey, McConaughey, that's your girl right there. Mm-hmm. So he's being set up to fail. Also, you may be wondering, why would this agency hand off a multi-million dollar account based on a bet over making a random woman fall in love with you? And it's because the entire advertising industry is pretend. (laughs) It's true. It's very true. It's stupid and it's dumb. Uh, This was obviously before social media because we all know that Matthew McConaughey's character would not know how to use a computer. And so... (laughs) We never see him use it ever in his office. There's no computer on That's his true. desk. There's no way. There's no way he would know what it did. He's like, I had it right on a legal pad, I guess. Uh, so, yeah. So he makes his way over to Kate Hudson, who has made some failed attempts at, at snagging guys because they're married or lame or whatever. And obviously Matthew McConaughey is really, really handsome. So he goes up to her yeah. and they smile at each other and they have kind of in like, uh, a very uh, Quan the Orangutan conversation. <laughs> <laughs> they're talk- it's all one word flirts, but it sounds like they're cavemen. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah, and ultimately this is supposed to be charming. They're supposed to hit it off, but I'm just like, they're talking like Sydney from Return to Me. Interested? <laughs> Maybe. Cute? Yes. Hungry? Definitely. Starving. Leaving? Sure. They go get they they go get lobster. Insane first date pick, by the way. Yeah. Uh, too messy. Just too messy. Too expensive. They go get lobster. Um, 
we learn that this uh, columnist for a fashion magazine has a master's degree in journalism from Columbia. (laughs) She could have easily gotten a different job. Like, I don't... I don't. This is no like thirteen going on thirty thing where you know she like yeah. wants to be the editor of the of the whatever that magazine was called Sparkle. <laughs> or whatever. She's like she could eat. I have a master's from Columbia. Let me go work anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. Um. And then he, you know, they hit it off at dinner, and then he's like, "Do you want to come back to my shitty loft?" And then uh, they go back to his apartment, and basically. She gets on a call with her friends before she goes inside, and she's like, I'm not going to fuck him. I'm going to dangle the bait, which is my vagina. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dangle the bait and make him want me, but we're not going to fuck. Right. Meanwhile, McConaughey goes in, immediately lights candles, puts on hot in her, <laughs> and then he's like, wait, wait, no, I can't. F- I'm trying to make her fall in love. I can't fuck her right away. Uh, so I switch it up to, what is it, Let's Stay Together by yep. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Which is funny uh, because in our last pick, Return to Me, there was a whole conversation between Minnie Driver and Bonnie Hunt about not shaving her legs for the first date. Yes! Because you will be more than likely, uh, you would rather leave than have sex with hairy legs. Which is a tactic yes. that I personally have used on a first date. So it does work. <laughs> But Kate Hudson is clearly waxed from top to taint and was like ready to go. <laughs> You're not gonna fuck him? No, I'm not gonna fuck him, but your taint is so ready. <laughs> the asshole is bleached and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, so she tries to seduce him. But he sits on his dresser far away from the bed, and they're both tapping the space next to them. She's trying to (laughs) entice him to come to the bed. He's trying to entice her to come to the dresser and just sit and be wholesome. And she caves in because ultimately she has to get on his good side so that she can flip the switch and be crazy eventually. Right. They have to have a good first date. Right. Like, they have to hit it off. And then you use the term she did. She flips the switch. Right. Right. Uh, so she doesn't flip the switch yet. They have a great first date. And he asks to see her again the next day. Oh, actually, no. She leaves yeah. her purse at his house. Which yes. is sneaky, uh, sneaky. Yeah. Classic leave behind tactic. And then uh, the next day. He brings the purse to work, and he and his buddies look through it, and they find she has tickets to the NBA Finals, uh, which is at Madison Square Garden because the Knicks are in the finals. Um, and so, he, you know, he calls her and asks her to go to the, basically invites himself to the game. <laughs> um, and so we get to basically the first classic dating mistake which i'm gonna go ahead and say right away does not strike me as a classic dating mistake i don't either but before we get to that there was one scene where he completely love bombs her ass and sends her 100 white roses which ladies if a guy starts sending you roses or flowers at work be a little wary that's little love bombing just don't don't have anything to do with their work. No. Like, no. Like, when she calls him at work, like, she's obviously doing that to torment him. Like, that's something you're not supposed to do. Just don't, don't ever deal with, you don't want, workplaces are bad. Why are you adding a second one? 
into <laughs> It's true. Also, it's embarrassing. Stop it. Yeah, so that that's the one thing where I was like, this would have been my red flag for myself, but I'm not Kate Hudson in this movie. I was like 12 when this came out, so I couldn't, I couldn't warn her. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, so the first classic dating mistake, they go to the Knicks game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, oh boy, it's a, it's a, they're playing the Kings, and uh, it's it's a uh, it's a nail biter. Oh man, it's getting down to like ninety seconds left. Uh, the kiss cam comes on. Terrible time, by the way, to yeah. run the kiss cam. Ninety seconds left in a close game. Why would you do it? <laughs> um, but then Nadia, what happens? Oh my God, she gets so thirsty. So she asks him to go and get her a soda, no ice. And so he runs to go get his her soda, no ice. And he comes back and delivers it to her, and she says, mm, it's not diet. <laughs> and so he has to go back, and he misses the final shot of the game because he didn't get the correct Coke. Yeah. I think this is so a little thirsty. weird. So thirsty, she wants diet soda with a lime. <laughs> so you're looking for sweetener and citrus mm. to quench your thirst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feels like... McConaughey should have seen through this one. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But he, and, he really wants to do whatever she wants because he needs her to fall in love. And I think... Uh, so he can... So he can bang her. <laughs> yes. Yes. And also he would like to have sex with her because she is Kate Hudson. So it's like... What, what would even go in the column at this point? Ladies, if you've been asking him to get you drinks in the last 90 seconds while you have courtside seats to see the Knicks in the finals, stop doing that. <laughs> like, what? Don't have needs. That's, that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, like, I guess, I don't know, man. I guess there's, like, you know, be respectful if he's into something. Like, try to try to figure out when the right time to ask for something is maybe but also if you're on fire you're allowed to ask him to put you out like (laughs) yeah also it's the end of the game i'm assuming they would have had a few drinks already yeah i don't know i don't know it's like i'm so thirsty i'm so thirsty i don't know i don't know i this one strikes me as weak maybe it's um the whininess yes maybe it's that maybe it's being whiny okay but it's still over the top for me but i also think they gotta gotta start small Yes. I also think the next scene, she calls him at work just just to, just to say, I miss you. Like, that's good. Yes. Because don't fucking do that. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't call his direct line. She calls the main number and asks to speak yeah. to him so that the receptionist has to go up to him and say, hey, you have a call. So, yeah. Yes. That's not great. Wait, which is the worst possible way to do it. Do not do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that at all. I think this, is, this isn't even, like, pre- cell phones well i guess pre-cell phones as we know it so you know she couldn't have called him yeah. directly on his phone she had to call him at work yeah yeah which did um, he give her yeah, his number at work or do you think she like I, went on information and got it she called 411 mm-hmm. um maybe <laughs> um but anyways he says well why don't we go see a movie you can pick so i think she thinks she's gonna drive him away by picking sleepless in seattle uh, arguably one um, of the best movies. Right, and and that's a mistake because it turns out Matthew McConaughey loves Sleepless in Seattle because it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so um, instead, she's like, okay, what if I just talk a lot during the movie like an insane person? 
Yeah, that would work on me for sure. Yes. I think talking during a movie when you're at home is fine and also fun. But when you're out at a movie, that is where I draw the line. No, you don't talk when you're out at the movie. No, no. That is rude. We live in a society. (laughs) There are other people around you. Pretend you're like you're a member of the community. And she's like, what? What are you thinking about? You're not thinking about, oh, who is she? Like, is, um, you know, harassing him. Uh, but but he's he's playing it well. And then the guy behind them is like, lady, shut up. And she turns and says, if you don't shut up, my boyfriend is going to come back there and kick your ass, which is honestly kind of funny. <laughs> it is pretty good. And he, uh, Matthew McConaughey is like, oh, no, oh, no. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. But the, the guy behind them is like, no, we're going to go outside and we're going to take care of this. And, uh, and he's a giant. And he's a giant man. He's just a huge, like, bodybuilding-looking guy. And so he's like, okay, uh, listen, I don't really want any problems. And the guy just socks him in the face and goes back <laughs> in to watch Sleepless in Seattle because it's his favorite movie. And uh, Matthew McConaughey uses this opportunity to rub his face on Kate Hudson's yes. boobs. Because <laughs> Kate Hudson feels kind of bad about this. Yeah. She's like, oh, God. She's like, oh, God, you got punched out. I'm so sorry. He's like, well, let me at least smell your boobs and it'll be okay. <laughs> I want to know what your boobs smell like. Yeah. Uh, and so, I guess you, okay, so in the the list of things not to do, uh, don't have needs at a basketball game, don't talk during a movie, and get your boyfriend in a fight. I say like, don't talk, yeah, yes, don't get your boyfriend in a fight, don't talk during a movie. So I think, I think there's something here. This movie, at this point, is moving very fast, and I'm okay with that. Yes. It is basically structured like a sketch, right, <laughs> where they're just escalating what's the worst thing that a girlfriend could do at this point. Yes. Um, could we maybe argue that she calls him her boyfriend very fast, and that's another thing that we could add to the list? Yeah, no, that's definitely something. Okay, yeah, okay. They didn't DTR, <laughs> and I know we've talked about this. That stands for define the relationship. Yes. They didn't DTR. <laughs> That was a really big discussion that changed a lot of my life. People were mad at us on Twitter. I don't remember which one they were mad at, so I'm going to assume it was you. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably me. I'm sorry that I didn't date a lot, okay? Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) So so should we go to Making the Lamb? Ah, yes. So he invites her over to dinner. Her... uh, his tactic, because every guy who cooks knows that that is a really great panty dropper. Because it is. When a man yes, knows how to cook, it is. it's very hot. Uh, you'd be surprised how many men don't know how to cook. So when the, what, there's one that knows how to cook and cook well, it's very sexy and hot. So he offers to make dinner, and uh, she shows up with a box of stuff. Uh, <laughs> this was pretty good, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> The stuff is just a lot of girly things. Stuffed animals, uh, throw rugs, uh, a fuzzy cover for the toilet seat. <laughs> yes. Uh, girly magazines, the, the candles. Teddy, the teddy bear wearing a shirt that says number one lover. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, she has wedding magazines. And she swaps in all of her music into the CD changer. Although her taste in music is honestly pretty good. Yeah. She's like, oh, I put in Fiona Apple and Alanis Morissette. I'm like, yeah, they rule. What's yeah. the problem here? Yeah, yeah. He was listening to Nelly. If anything, you're helping him. Right. Yeah. 
Um, but, and then she, like, sings to You're So Vain and changes the words so it's about how much she loves Ben and, like, her dancing around. Like, that's very funny. I think this is a good performance from Kate Hudson. Yes, she's really selling this, like, kooky, uh, a little too comfortable girlfriend who also brings a fern, a baby fern, that she gives to him (laughs) as a symbolic gesture saying this is our relationship and you need to take care of it the way that you take care of us on a daily basis it's been like three days and uh he's obviously (laughs) off put by it but he's just he wants to focus on his dinner because he this is his big you know move and so he sits her down and serves her some lamb yeah and then immediately she bursts into tears and says i wish i ate meat But as we know from the beginning of the movie, she is not a vegetarian. She's just fucking with him. Yeah, she's she's just messing with him. Now, she does eat lobster, right, in front of him. I thought she ate a hot dog in front of him at the game. Maybe I was wrong. Um, It's still a pretty good bit. Yeah. Um, So they go to, like, some sort of quinoa bowl place. And then she goes, she starts crying in front of the waitress and saying, my boyfriend thinks I'm fat and I can't eat in front of you. And then pretend she has bulimia, which, you know, is a dark turn. (laughs) But she really goes to the back to hang out with the dudes in the kitchen who are watching the basketball game that they're missing uh, and is eating like, I guess, a meat burrito of some kind while Matthew McConaughey is uh, struggling to eat his tofu and whatnot. Uh, But that's that's the other thing. She. Uh, makes claims about him thinking that she's fat, which never happened, uh, and right. is pretending to have an eating disorder. This is a, this is a very extensive <laughs> like, list. Im- imagining the column, it's like, ladies, uh, don't call him your boyfriend too early. Don't get him in a fight. Don't have bulimia. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> it's like, okay, I guess, I guess that's good advice. Uh, so... Maybe not in relation to relationships, maybe just in general. Right. Get some help right. if you need it. Right. Uh, but Matthew McConaughey is starting to be like, something is up. So he Something is up. And he, call, he calls her on her shit, right? Because she makes some sort of reference back at his place that makes it clear that she knows what happened in the game. Yeah. he Somebody missed a shot at the top of the key. She saw it. And he's like, wait, <laughs> he, how did you know that? And she just yeah. turns on the horn. To distract yeah, she's him. like, oh, God, I, I'm going to have to fuck him. Uh, <laughs> so immediately grabs his thigh, climbs on top of him, uh, and uh, and then is is uh, kind of classic line from the film, can Princess Sophie come out and play? <laughs> or Princess Sophia, I think. Yeah, she names his, his PP Princess Sophia, and he immediately is like, no, 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 no. If you're going to name my member, you have to name it something strong, like uh, Kroll the Warrior King. <laughs> Which I think this scene is really good because he's playing the it is, the humiliation so well. He is. It is a very well-acted scene. <laughs> it must have been very fun. They clearly are having a good time because I'm having a good time watching oh, yeah. it. Uh, she's unhinged saying little big little big what it is it be what will it be i do not know what's it gonna be i don't know we're going to find out i do not know we're going to find out which you would never do you would never say that (laughs) to be fair it does feel like that that's what's going on in your head because you're like what's gonna happen what's gonna happen is it gonna be really big or small but you don't say it out loud (laughs) no (laughs) 
<laughs> and so, so <laughs> am I wrong, ladies <laughs> or dudes? So, I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, or or dudes if you're into that kind of thing. So, anyways, yeah, don't don't. First of all, don't nickname your your boyfriend's penis in general. No. Um, let him come up with the nickname. That's how I landed with Saint John the Evangelist, <laughs> and so. <laughs> No. <laughs> I gotta leave. I gotta leave. <laughs> this is it. It wasn't bringing down the house that ended it. It's <laughs> Anyways, uh, as you might expect, um, an extended discussion about penis nicknames kind of kills McConaughey's boner. Yeah. And... Uh, understandably so, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Kroll the Warrior King has abdicated his throne, <laughs> as McConaughey puts it. And she's like, okay, I'll go home. Take care of our love fern, honey. Yes, and he catches her, and he's like, do you want to hang out again? And she cannot believe it. As she, At this yes. point, she probably would think that he would have been like, no, it, this is it. She's like, I'm get, I'm definitely getting the axe at this point. Yeah, and he's like, like no, I want to see you again. <laughs> she just cannot <laughs> believe it. And so she has to up the ante. Like, she's done so many things. She doesn't know what else to do. The next thing, logically, she has to do is show up at his job. <laughs> yes, which, again... Never, never do. Don't do like, this. Never do that. No, no, no. Uh, never do that. Um, I did write in my notes at this point. I bet they're gonna learn to love each other. <laughs> um. Okay. Also, there's a line here. I think it's Tom Lennon that says it. Maybe it's the other guy whose name I didn't bother to look up. But like, um, uh, it's like she's probably bipolar, and I'm like, okay, yeah. well. <laughs> Yeah, well, that 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 line probably wouldn't have made it into the into the 2022 remake. But um, anyways, she shows up uh, to his work, but it's not just her. It's the tiny Chinese crested dog that she's purchased for both of them to raise together. Yes. And she's named him after her pen- his penis. Crawl the Warrior King. Uh, the she also brings him a shirt. She's wearing a Burberry scarf and and the dog is wearing a Burberry uh, sweater. And so she gets him like a Burberry uh, pattern, whatever that plaid is, to for Matthew McConaughey, so they can match and be a little family together. And it's just so <laughs> awful. At this point, I have a stomachache because I'm like, I don't, I, this, I can't handle the secondhand embarrassment here. I I love this shit, man. I love <laughs> buying a dog and being like, we're a family now. Love that. <laughs> Absolutely love it. It is, as we used to say in our UCB uh, days, it is on game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is <laughs> appropriately heightened uh, from the previous uh, uh, beats. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I love this. And then the dog is also wearing a diamond necklace. And Matthew McConaughey's like, oh, well, I see you uh, got him uh, some fancy jewelry, too. And, and Kate Hudson's like, it's just a little frosting. <gasps> he... <gasps> <gasps> Light light bulb goes off. Yes, the diamond account. He didn't have any good ideas until she showed up, and he stole her idea and said it's it. It's just a little frosting. Hastily crumpling up a piece of paper that says "diamonds like shiny boobs?" question <laughs> mark And then, because <laughs> he doesn't use a computer, <laughs> and he and, immediately uh, is like, "Oh my gosh, I've got the idea! Frost yourself." 
the <laughs> okay <laughs> saying it out loud i'm like that's actually not that good no, it's not. <laughs> But the writer, you know, the writer of this movie, like, went through a lot of different versions of it. It was like, that. no, that's the best one. This is like, ad agency, fire me. I have to write a screenplay that sits on the blacklist for 10 years. Uh, and so. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he, he runs to his boss. He's like, the pitch is going to be frost yourself. And it all of a sudden comes together. And it's a triumphant moment for him. He goes home. There are 17 messages on his answering machine. Love that. That is really good. Love that. That's really good. She's like, hi, trying to get a hold of you. It's me. Very funny. Doesn't seem like you're answering your phone. Very funny. I love the, like, weird, uh, scary baby voice that she uses. And then she just shows up at his house when he's on message five. She's like, you weren't yes. answering your phone, so I came over. That's good. That definitely adds that to the list for sure. Love that. And then does what I think is the funniest gag in, but like, top five gag in all rom-coms. She's like, so I did something kind of wacky. I made a photo album of our family. She photoshopped photos of her and him uh into a wedding and family album really so they can good. see what their what their future children look like. <laughs> my favorite is her delivery of it when she holds it up and she points at each word and goes our family album ah! she's so good and so funny she sells it so well that he immediately shuts down he just takes a really big swig of his beard he's like i don't know what's happening I don't know. I'm not looking at that. And says, you don't want to see your children? It starts sobbing. Uh, I was legitimately laughing out loud at this point. Yeah, that was. that's a really fun... Uh, it's borderline unhinged at this point. Like, she's already done some things where it's questionable, a little weird, a little scary. And this is like, dude, you're in danger. Because <laughs> he... This is... This is psycho killer mode fully yeah and you're starting this to wonder she... she go on sorry oh this is she wants to wear his skin like is like where we're oh at yeah at we're at point. kathy bates misery level right now and and yes. all of a sudden the phone rings and it's his mom and he's relieved oh my god i get to talk to my mom thank god i love my mom she's so great but his mom wants to talk to andy <laughs> it's for you <laughs> It's for you. And he doesn't realize it at first. He has to do a double take. It's for you. And then he's like, wait, why is my mom asking to talk to you? <laughs> which is like, I had to get uh, baby pictures for the family album. Which, if a woman called my son's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck? It's kind of like that thing where moms nowadays are like, uh, when the kid asks mom what time was I born the moms are like no you can't talk to her anymore because it's like the astrology thing yeah. but in this case right. she's like yeah for sure here's a bunch of baby pictures insane the, yeah. the mom is totally and on board I, the photos in the photo album I just want to touch on for a second because they are deliberately bad mm -hmm. and it's very funny. Like, the children look hideous. Like, bad Photoshop hideous. <laughs> and they have a wedding photo, which is clearly taken from an old photo of McConaughey, where he has frosted tips. 
<laughs> yeah, I think it's like a senior portrait or something. It's yeah. fantastic. They did such a good job with that gag. I, I, I could have watched another 10 minutes of it. Super funny. Uh, yeah. And But he's like, we don't have a family. Like, she's just devastated by this, playing it up yeah. very well. And uh, he's freaked out that she calls yeah. her, his mom. Th- that's enough. Yeah. I feel well, like at that point, that's right. Enough. Rightfully so. Yeah. Anyway, so he goes He goes to the bathroom to take a breath. But turns out <laughs> she's just crammed his medicine cabinet full of lady stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do maintain that um, the, the reason my marriage has lasted as long as it has is because we have separate bathrooms <laughs> but <laughs> that's something i didn't know <laughs> yeah yeah no ever since like the first place we we had together we had two bathrooms because we were like this is just going to be better for both of us <laughs> and <laughs> just going to share this uh anyways so um that was good and then uh he's like you know what we'll just you just go home i'm just gonna watch the game here and she says but i had tickets for tonight and he's like tickets and she's like oh yeah real up close you can smell the sweat and uh what he should have said at this point was like and to be clear we're talking about the basketball game right <laughs> no she was talking about celine dion who was also playing honestly i would not yeah i would not mind seeing celine Dion. first of all celine we're thinking of you right now we love you uh we are sorry that you had to cancel your tour because of um stiff person syndrome uh but um i would not mind going to a celine dion show once i I feel like that would be i saw her show in vegas and it's fantastic yeah I believe it she's incredible but yeah he was (laughs) he walks out in a pink celine dion shirt clearly emasculated this this is where i feel like nah, it, it doesn't it's not great it's not this isn't this isn't like that bad of a thing but i guess i'm not you know a man in my 30s i don't really know <laughs> yeah it, it, i mean you know i guess if you're again he's a bro right and he markets to bros yes he loves bro stuff he you know celine dion that's for girls i'm like okay well she has an oscar and she made falling into you which is also <laughs> no skips album oh yeah absolutely um yeah uh and so everybody's like what the fuck music does tony listen to (laughs) it's like he's put a different jeff rosenstock track on every season of the podcast but he's just talking real hard about celine dion here (laughs) and vanessa williams yeah and vanessa williams i feel like vanessa williams is definitely more of a deep cut than celine dion yeah that's fair (laughs) um anyways so that's another strike again. And again, what's the, I mean, what's the lesson for the comments? Like, make sure you tell your boyfriend where you're taking him. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Uh, and he, you know, he's having a hard time with this whole thing because he liked the version of her that he first met. Who She was great. She was sexy. She was cool. She was smart. And now she's just totally a different personality. And he doesn't really know what to do about it. And so. Right. He. She doesn't know what to do about it either, though, because she's really she played the big game. She played the family album. How do you get bigger than that? How do you stay in a relationship with if this guy's not going to dump you after family album? (laughs) So the next thing is boys night, which I think is what they should have cut. Yes, they didn't need that. I, 
I don't think you can escalate past family album, and I think it's too repetitive. But she interrupts his poker night. Um, she screams at him because the love fern is dying. Um, and then, uh, and then it, it, she's like, uh, "I okay, well, I guess, I, I guess it's over." And he's like, "Yeah, I guess so." What about the Andy who wanted to be a serious journalist? And that makes something click in her head. Because yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this so I can be a serious journalist, and I've been acting like a psychopath for the past week. Yeah, she doesn't feel good about it, and obviously he doesn't feel good about it, but he does feel a little relieved because she actually leaves the apartment, and he's gotten rid of her, but Thomas Lennon and the other guy, he, they're like, dude, the fucking, the the pitch, you have to win this so that you can do the pitch. <laughs> and Tom Lennon is like, couples therapy. Tell her, go to couples therapy. Couples therapy will buy you at least four days. <laughs> so so McConaughey runs down his fire escape, which, like, would have required a stuntman. Like, yes. it's, like, it's just, just, like, some real acrobatics here and jumps down and is like, will you forgive me, sugar puss? Can we please go to couples therapy? And Kate Hudson has no idea how to respond. Yeah. At this point, she even says, haven't you had enough? And he's yeah. like, no, 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 I, I, I want to make this work. Let's go see a couples therapist. And she's like, oh, great. I have someone perfect for us. Yeah. <laughs> she ends up just getting Catherine Hahn to do it and just pretending to be a therapist, yeah. <laughs> which is very so, good. It's very funny. Again, Catherine Hahn's hilarious. I love Catherine she's Hahn. She's the best. She's great actress um uh you know i guess i'm glad she's making that marvel money now uh i guess yeah, but sure. like uh <laughs> but like um at this like we're not making classic dating mistakes uh anymore no like right we're taking a strange man to your friend and conning him out of three hundred dollars. <laughs> I think that's pretty good, though. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, Catherine Hahn is like, you know, uh, what's your sexual relationship like? And uh, Matthew McConaughey says we haven't had sex yet, but Kate Hudson says he has a problem, and she makes kind of a hook motion with her <laughs> finger. A flat, a flaccid dick motion, guys. <laughs> And he's like, no, no, no. And eventually uh, she becomes more and more unhinged, but he suggests that they go and meet his mom in real life. I've never even I've never even met his family. He's like, you want to meet my family? You can meet my family. We'll go to Staten Island this weekend. How's that sound? And Catherine Hahn's like, I think that's a great idea. And Kate Hudson's like, wait a second, what's going on? <laughs> so now she has to go to Staten Island, which like nobody should. Nobody should go there. And uh, and to meet his parents. And, oh, my gosh. And then the movie just gets sweet. And this is stuff that I don't yes. think they needed to cut. They definitely could have cut Boys Night. But this, we needed this. It was a nice relief yeah, from well, the chaos. Yes. This, you know, this is the My How the Turntables uh, point. <laughs> because Kate Hudson meets his family. And it's like, oh, is she going to be a psycho? And, like, just go crazy around his family. And she's like, oh, wait a second. His family's lovely. Uh, and uh, they're like really sweet people and they all love each other and they're all playing bullshit on the back porch um, and she's bonding with them. Yes, they're um, they're helping her cheat against Matthew McConaughey, yes. which is very sweet. They all very clearly like her and we find out that he's actually never brought a girl home before. Right. 
and that's that means that she must be very special. Ooh, so she feels pretty exactly. bad about that. Yeah, so wait a second, they're bonding, and it's turning into a montage. Yeah, they fall in love montage. We love those. Yeah, so they ride a motorcycle together, car splashes a puddle on them, and they fuck in the bathroom to feels like home. Yeah, okay, let's talk about this. Her entire, fa- or his entire family is in that house while they fuck in the shower. Yeah, yeah. I'm not into yeah. that. She's like, hey, where, hey, where'd Kate Hudson go? Oh, she was taking a shower because she got splashed on. Oh, that's right. Hey, where'd our son go? Oh, he's probably fucking her. <laughs> so inappropriate <laughs> oh no it's the first time uh, she's meeting them that's so inappropriate i don't like that okay uh, like why yeah wildly inappropriate anyways um we still have 30 minutes left in this movie <sighs> but he invites her to the diamond party he's like you want to come to this with me it's a big work party diamond account and uh, uh and uh, you know i know we it's gonna be on day 10 of our relationship and he's like but uh you know uh keep day 13 open because i got tickets to game seven so it's like oh shit they're clearly like falling in love. Yeah. Um. He's going to win, right? Yeah. Like he's he's gonna keep her past day ten, and she won't get the story. And in your head, you're like, wait, if she ruins the party, she could get the story. Yes. And it's like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? Oh. What's gonna happen? She's gonna lose the guy in ten days, maybe. I don't know. But we show up at know, the party. Get to... The big incentive yeah. incentivizer of being at the party is you can rent out some real diamonds to wear during the party, which is an interesting yes. uh, concept. It's their way of getting a lot of people there. It's like the biggest night of the year. And uh, Matthew McConaughey gets accosted by uh, the owner of the diamonds french wife who's old horny french lady so horny she's wearing a feather wig i don't understand (laughs) what is going on well and then kate hudson goes to the diamond table to be like oh can i can i rent some diamonds and she puts on a necklace and then the diamond owner comes over is like ma'am no 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 you are too beautiful we must give you bloodier diamonds (laughs) we must give you diamonds that that were mined by children in johannesburg It is, have you seen Uncut Gems? It's kind of like that. It's like some mine at the beginning of Uncut Gems, but with children. They made this necklace. It is called the Isadora. <laughs> this is true. This is true. And uh, the boss sees that he brought her, so obviously he has some sort of success. And he wants to figure yeah. out if she's actually in love with him. And so he goes up to her and is like, oh, you know... You look beautiful in this diamond, but nothing is more beautiful than a woman in love. And Kay Hudson's like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not in love. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in love. That's real. What? Oh, wait. What? <laughs> 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 and so the girls that initially, uh, the, Van- Dia Vanessa the Vanessa Williams, Williams and the model types. woman, yeah. uh, sh- they notice and they're like, shit. I don't know what to do. We need to sabotage this because she's clearly in love and we're going to lose the account. Yeah. So they, like, basically they they uh, trick Tom Lennon into fucking it up. They trick Tom Lennon into going over to Kate Hudson and telling her that the only reason Ben was dating her, Ben is Matthew McConaughey's character, Ben was dating her was for a bet to win the diamond account. Mm. Um, then, at the same time... Uh the same time 
Phoebe Newworth runs into Matthew McConaughey and is like, how you doing? Hey, have you seen Kate Hudson over there? She's my columnist. She's she's writing a column about how she's torturing this man and nicknaming his penis Princess Sophie <laughs> all for a bit. And so he obviously finds out that he's being absolutely played and they both are fuming at each other. Listen. The si- the simultaneous <laughs> am I a bet to you, am I a fucking bet. Like, I could not ask for anything better. Truly, truly, both incredibly en- enraged with one another. They both have to play it cool. Both of their bosses are at this party. And, I mean, obviously, the only logical next step is to call him on stage <laughs> and make him sing a song. <laughs> Yeah, so, which which is, like, absolutely another just awful thing that you could do. Is I think about, do you remember the episode of 30 Rock where Jennifer Aniston, Aniston guest starred um, as a, like, psycho girlfriend? Yes, 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 yes. And, yeah, and was, like, um, she crashes a party that jack donaghy is at and sings happy birthday to him in a sexy voice and then the next morning he goes and sees liz he's like lemon you would not believe what she did to me and lemon says did she do sexy happy birthday or mannequin who comes to life (laughs) (laughs) yes it's exactly this it's so awkward and you and this is a this is a scene that i think could have absolutely been cut because i don't need them to sing shout at each other about how they both they sing you're so vain of course uh at each other changing the words yeah mark hamlish is there as himself by the way um (laughs) like egot winning composer (laughs) yes and he's watching the chaos happening everybody's watching the chaos happening including both of their bosses which i would be pissed about if i was their boss i'd be like this is so unprofesh yeah if i said mark hamlish a minute ago i meant marvin hamlish do not tweet at us um (laughs) And, yeah, so wildly unprofessional, entire party falling apart, right? It's also funny that they're both terrible singers. Like, that, I think, was a good way to kind of save this scene. Yes. Yes, agreed. Um, and, uh, and so they run out into the street, and they're screaming at each other. They're, ob- they're furious for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And McConaughey finally says to her, you wanted to lose a guy in 10 days. Uh, and God, I wish you would have looked at the camera at that point. Um, <laughs> well, you did You it. wanted to lose you a guy in him. Yeah, You lost him. I'm like, that's a movie! <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, she's and like, she says, there's, no, there's no way that I could have lost something that I never had. Instant burn. And I'm like, oh my god, it's even better! <laughs> Instant burn. She's the writer. Ah, <laughs> uh, we get to McConaughey kind of commiserating and talking about how miserable he is. Camera pans over, he's talking to the dog. It's like the gorilla scene in the last <laughs> movie. <laughs> I think at this point I've I lost interest. Uh, probably as a, yeah, as a child, I, I was like, yeah, this is great. And then as an adult, I'm just like, when the, is this over? The ending is pretty weak. They definitely should have trimmed more of the ending. I will call out that um, Kate Hudson ends up, like, commiserating and 
eating ice cream and watching movies with Catherine Hahn when Catherine Hahn's boyfriend comes back, which is not a very interesting scene, except Catherine Hahn's boyfriend looks exactly like me. <laughs> I fucking said <laughs> I thought the same thing, and I was like, I don't know if I should say it. <laughs> he's like a but she, very tall you, but he does. He, he yes, does he's have, taller than I he, am. He yes. does have the like outfit you would wear during Tuffy shows. <laughs> <laughs> the plaid shirt and the khaki. The short sleeve plaid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you just roasted yourself so well. That was great. That was great. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's a cute scene. He comes back and she cries because she's happy for her friend, but also she's sad for herself. Yeah. And then, then you know, we get to Matthew McConaughey and he's like doing the commercial shoot for the diamond thing. And then he reads the column. The column finds. Oh, also, yeah, sorry. Kate Hudson quits her job. Oh, yeah. She's that's like... important. <laughs> She's like, if I don't write about Tajikistan, I'm not staying at this magazine. Um, so anyways, she quits her job. Whatever. She quits her job. Matthew McConaughey reads the column that came out, and it's like, this is, it's like, I lost the guy, and I shouldn't have done it because he's the best thing that ever happened to me, and I'm quitting my job. And I'm like, weird that the magazine ran this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's very weird. The the boss is like, this is very unexpected, but I really love it. And now you can do you can write whatever you want. So she got what she wanted, but there were a lot of caveats, mm-hmm. which is she really can't write about all the things that she wants because this a magazine is about vapid things, shallow things, things that are below Kate Hudson's uh, ultimate goals. <laughs> and so she's just like, great, I appreciate the opportunity and how easy it was to turn it down, which was her great. Yeah. Uh, moment, uh, which uh, I didn't really need to see it. I didn't really care. That no, could have cut yeah. that. Um, but anyways, McConaughey reads the column and he's like, "I'm gonna go after her." So he gets the fern. He rides on his motorcycle. The music is not Blues Traveler, but it sounds like Blues Traveler. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, he chases after. Her. Eventually, he catches her in the cab. And, uh, and, and he's like, you still love me. And she said, I don't love you anymore. And he says, bullshit. And I yelled like the card game. (laughs) And, and he tells her you're running away. That's what's happening. Like you're, you're not, you're being a coward basically. And she's like, yeah, am I a bet? Am I a fucking bet? And then they make out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And that's it. The funny thing is that. Guys, I know we say, am I a bet? Am I a fucking bet? Every episode, basically, because it's in every rom-com. But that's that's obviously a line from She's All That. Uh, the fun fact about She's All That is that the person who did uncredited punch-up on that script, including that line uh, specifically, is M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Wait, how do you know that he's the one that wrote that line? It's, it's like a common trivia about that movie is he did punch up and one of the things he's credited for is he came up with, am I a bet to you? Am I a fucking bet? <laughs> you know, the, the funniest part about this is that we've never done She's All That for the pod. We can't do She's All That. It's a perfect movie. There's nothing to criticize. That's <laughs> You're right. You're right. And I was wrong. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. You know how I say, like, I would watch this movie every six months if it was 90 minutes? I watch She's All That every six months. <laughs> okay, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So you, since the pod has started, yeah. you've watched it eight times. 
Yes, exactly. Okay, cool. Um, so anyways, they they land on, uh, they end up kissing, and I guess they kind of needed a final line, because she's like, are you in love with me? And he's like, you bet I am. And I'm like, that is a first draft. <laughs> that is... You might you might as well have had him say, "Now that's risky business." <laughs> like, come on. It's not great. I mean, I I it's something that I don't mind watching and I'll probably have it on in the background once again sometime if it's on TV. Kind of like how Hitch is always on. Yeah. yeah. The art the Our Family album gag and the performance from the two leads, I think, makes it worth watching once. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, I remember liking it a lot yeah. more as a kid. Maybe as an adult, it's like there are better rom-coms to me personally. But I, I respect that mm-hmm. it, it is one of your favorites for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely in terms of rom-coms. So thank you for picking it, Nadia. I loved it. Um, enjoyed watching it and uh, glad we got to talk about it. Uh, I would like to do a good for them. Ooh, yay. Okay. Uh, and our good for them is Kate Hudson uh, today. So, uh, you know, I joked about how, you know, Matthew McConaughey's going to be governor of Texas. Kate Hudson's probably not going to be governor of Texas. <laughs> but Kate Hudson's still making movies, man. She's making good movies. She was in Glass Onion, which is um, Knives Out 2. I haven't seen it yet, but it's probably good. Uh, <laughs> Knives Out 1 was good. Um, she was in a movie in 2021 that I'd like to talk about for a minute. Okay. I actually didn't know that she was still doing things, so I'm glad to hear that she oh, is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Last year, she was in a movie titled Music. <laughs> have you heard of this movie? No. I have not. Music is directed by Sia. The singer. Oh, no. And it's about autism. <laughs> I forgot about this. Uh, Kate Hudson and uh, Leslie Odom Jr., you know, uh, Aaron Burr, right, Mm -hmm. from Hamilton, um, are the two leads. And then playing the autistic girl uh, is Maddie Ziegler, who famously is not on the autism spectrum. (laughs) Um, and and Maddie Ziegler was uh, she's the girl in the chandelier video like she's she is in a lot of Sia music yeah like she's a frequent collaborator with Sia Um, music was a movie that cost 16 million (gasps) dollars to make oh uh, because it's a musical it made six hundred and forty five thousand (laughs) dollars back oh no Uh, and a Amazingly, Kate Hudson was nominated for a Golden Globe uh, for this movie. Um, in any event, um, her character's name, Kate Hudson's character's name is Kazu Gamble. <laughs> Sorry. You're joking. This is a lie. Uh, no, that's her actual name. Um, and uh, she ends up uh, as the sole guardian of her younger half-sister, who is named Music, who is on the autism spectrum, who is nonverbal. Um, oh, there is, no. I mean, even if you watch the trailer for this movie, watching the trailer for this movie, you will say, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, just in terms of how um Ziegler who I'm not going to fault for this she's a kid um I am going to fault Z- Sia for this yeah. absolutely yeah. um how how Ziegler plays a child on the autism spectrum um so Ugh. uh Ugh. part of the, in addition to this the the movie repeatedly cuts into like 
target at target ad style music videos to kind of show what's going on inside music's head um featuring original music uh by sia um so the film received a couple criticisms (laughs) um one of them is that the film uh particularly in the musical sequences involves a lot of like sudden flashing lights and quick movement which means if you are neurodivergent like the main character in the film watching this film could actually be a painful experience for you uh uh the other thing is there is a scene which was later cut from the film in which um uh kate hudson and uh leslie odom jr's characters have to uh use a physical restraint on um on the child on maddie ziegler like they have to like basically like put her put her in a chokehold and like pin her to the ground and it's like that that's like very dangerous and it's not the kind of thing you just show in a film no (laughs) Um, if you don't have any uh idea like how the autism spectrum works or how to work with neurodivergent people or anything like that um in any event um sia thankfully was able to take to twitter and become incredibly defensive of the film she's the jk rowling of the autism spectrum that's exactly what it is and so there's two sia tweets um that i do want to call actually i'm sorry there are three sia tweets (laughs) that i want to call out um the first is like so you know People are giving her a hard time. So they're like, why the fuck did did you cast, like, a neurotypical person? There are plenty of actors on the autism spectrum that you could have cast in this film. And one of them uh, tweeted at her. Several autistic actors, myself included, responded to your tweets. We all said we could have acted on short notice. Your excuses are just that. Excuses. The fact of the matter is zero effort was made to include anyone who is actually autistic. And Sia responded to this person. Maybe you're just a bad actor. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, Sia has said she tried casting a neurodivergent person, but just, like, couldn't work with her. It was really hard, so she ended up casting Ziegler. Again, a rhetorical misstep. Then she went to... I think my favorite tweet of all time in a reply, which is, I had two people on the spectrum advising me at all times. Oh my god. Oh my, oh my god, my stomach hurts. (laughs) (laughs) So Kate Hudson, for being in that movie, somehow getting a Golden Globe nomination out of it, and then still having a career afterwards. (laughs) Good for you. you. She also has a podcast with her brother, Oliver Hudson, uh, called Sibling Revelry, where they just kind of like bicker and and have fun with each other, and I think that's kind of cute. But, you know, she's still going strong. She's not, you know in huge rom-coms anymore i think she's probably aged out of that at this point right yeah yeah i think she's she's um doing different stuff now uh do our friends at common sense media uh have anything to say about they sure do uh for the most part everybody is like you where it's like this is very funny it's very silly uh there is a lot of focus on the naming of the penis when it comes to common sense sure. media community warning about watching with kids. Uh, there was one that I thought was very funny and 
a little uh I, i'm assuming this person spends a lot of time on twitter so you'll this will explain it when once i read it they it's a parent review they gave it one star they say this movie is about two people who spend all their time lying to each other and somehow we're supposed to believe they really love each other to make it even worse <laughs> even though they both lied and they both went into a relationship for personal gain they only really get together after she writes a public apology to him no, this infuriated me. He never apologized, only deigned to forgive her, and she gratefully took him back. Terrible, terrible message. Awful movie. There is a little bit of a of a good point there. Is I d- yeah, there's something. There's actually something to that. Yeah, yeah. The, the the vibe of it was very Twitter, but the the message of oh yeah, he didn't apologize at all is great point. <laughs> I think that that they probably you know cut a little bit of the dialogue from the bridge scene which was just his apology she is the one that ended up yeah. kind of seeming like the villain interesting okay uh there were two other reviews these are kid reviews the first one is from a child they gave it five stars great movie i am 11 and i watched it alone and i loved it to death this <laughs> the third one is another child uh, they gave it four stars and they said, kept us laughing all the way. Don't pay attention to the 11 year old who thinks it's too sexy because they watched it alone. Little kids shouldn't watch this movie alone, but they can watch it with you. <laughs> that first kid never said anything about it being sexy. <laughs> There's a discrepancy in these reviews that I'm concerned about. <laughs> You're like, what part of the story are we not seeing? No, I really wish that that kid that was, like, writing reviews that were leading to his other reviews was part of this. Because I really enjoyed that kid. Mm -hmm. He was a cool guy. Uh, That was great. That was great. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, it it is a beloved movie where, you know, just be aware that Princess Sophia and Kroll the Warrior King are referring to a penis. No, I knew that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, that's what they're letting other people know. (laughs) It is interesting that McConaughey kept calling it his member because I'm like, oh, did they not say penis? Because that's like how they get to PG-13. But then they say it later. So I think it was just a way to make McConaughey sound funny. Yeah, maybe because uh, it's kind of like the fuck word. Like you can only do one. Maybe you could only do one one. penis. (laughs) (laughs) What else do you think that you could get away with saying? Member? Is pretty fine. Yeah, member. Uh, Dick, I think you can get away with pretty easily. Um, Maybe. (laughs) What about Wang? What are the rules on Wang? Should I write to the MPAA? I think you might. But can you imagine Matthew McConaughey saying Wang? I feel like that's like not not Southern enough for him. Ooh, let's look at (laughs) things Southerners call their penis. Okay, yeah, you go ahead and type that into your search engine. <laughs> Baloney pony. Baloney pony's good. <laughs> oh, I can see him saying pecker. That sounds... Oh, yeah, I could definitely see that. That sounds pretty uh, southern. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things that we... I could okay. He, I don't think he could pull off saying wiener. No, he can't do wiener. Baloney Pony's probably the best one. Yeah. Uh, so this really went. Any final thoughts? This really went in the direction thoughts, I Nadia, didn't expect. I, I, 
I've learned a lot. <laughs> uh, no, uh, this one is, it's a classic for a reason, and I get it. I personally would rather watch Return to Me, if we're talking about <laughs> cute stuff that doesn't make my stomach hurt. Because there is a certain level of uh, secondhand embarrassment that this one does give me. So that's where I land on Oh, that. yeah. 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 What about you? Okay. Um, like I said, I'm there for McConaughey and Hudson. I think they're great actors. They make me laugh. I think the, um, I think the story is very, very simple Mm -hmm. and they make that story work. I think they overextended a little and they should have cut more. Yes. But I say that about like most movies we watch. (laughs) We want movies to be six minutes flat. (laughs) Right. I think this is uh I think this is delightful. Big fan. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. So a win a win for Tony and okay for me. I think that's pretty good. It wasn't so yeah. much a reverse uh probably should have episode as at least one that I expected. I I think I maybe hated it more while I was watching it and as you talked about it, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's pretty good." Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. It's yeah. pretty good. So guys, we hope you think our podcast is oh yeah, pretty good. <laughs> uh and if you do Please uh, subscribe to us on your podcast app. Leave us a, uh, a healthy five-star review if you can. <laughs> uh, follow us on social media. It's probably shoulda at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Baloney pony. Well, they encourage a complete cooperation. Send your roses when they think you need to smile. I can't control myself because I don't know how and they love me for it honestly i'll be here for a while so give them blood